So whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, 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 or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny. And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. Hi. Episode 100! It only took (laughs) months to get this episode. We had to take a break. Going. But episode 100 is here. We didn't even have any idea what significance episode 100 would hold. No, we thought long ago, because episode 50 was when we had the guys on with us. Yep. So we had said, like, oh, every 50 episodes, the guys episode will join Episode 100 us. would be great to have them with us, too. But, spoiler alert, they're not here. <laughs> and it's okay. It's just us. It'd be kind of weird if we just did episode 100 with them right now when we have loads of things to catch up yeah. on. That would feel really out of place, I feel like. Yeah. So. We have had people asking if we are ever going to podcast again. And. And we've shared a lot of different bits and pieces of our life over the last few months on Facebook and whatnot. But. And not in the same way as podcasting. No. But that's what essentially we're planning to yes. discuss over the next couple of episodes of what the heck happened to us. Where where we were. Uh-huh. Yeah, so a lot of people know that the last few months have been uh, rough. I mean, challenging, um, I guess just very different than anything we could have yeah. been planning that wasn't just our like normal everyday right. type of life. There's um, definitely a lot of different struggles and trials that came up, and yeah. So, I know for me, and I'm I don't know how you're feeling. I know for me, I am. I think we've I felt from the beginning like the reason we want to do this podcast in the first place is to be encouraging other women and talking about the ways in which we glorify God with our lives. That's whatever we do, we're supposed to bring, we're supposed to be glorifying God. Um, And so there's definitely a part of me that feels like it would be easier not to start podcasting again. Mm Mm-hmm. Or easier to not talk about the last few months and to just skip them and mm-hmm. to just... But I also feel like these are the some of the exact reasons of sharing the testimony that God has given us over the last few months of his goodness and faithfulness in the right. midst of hard things. Mm-hmm. But I'd be lying if I didn't say that there is an element of... I don't feel like I'm nervous, but I think just the reality of knowing that in sharing these things and talking about them, there is an element of kind of like reliving them mm-hmm. and going through them. And there's been some some major things that have happened with both of us that mm-hmm. I feel like it it does feel like... A, a big thing to be podcasting yeah. them. And so I think it's just, I wanted to just like put that out there, at least from where I'm coming from, so that people who are listening know that like this is taking, I'm like sitting here, I'm like starting to cry already without, we're not even talking about anything yet, but they're... There is a level of vulnerability and transparency we've always mm-hmm. tried to hold in this. Yeah. Of, of realness and honesty. Mm-hmm. And um, Abby and I have already had a chance a little bit to talk about, I mean, some of the things that we've gone through, I think they've made our friendship a lot deeper in some ways, but I think in other ways they've really challenged our friendship at times and they've 
drawn out sinfulness in both of us yeah in big ways and we've worked through some of that but I think there's going to be more of that that just is processed and mm-hmm. brought out just mm-hmm. through these conversations and yeah. it's going to be raw and honest <laughs> and um so just knowing just so that the people listening know that this feels really vulnerable it feels yeah. even more vulnerable than it ever has in the past yeah. of just what feels like is lying ahead of us mm-hmm. in in making the conscious choice to have these conversations and that our goal in it our reason for doing it is because we feel convicted that god gets all the glory mm-hmm. and all the praise and that we want people to walk away knowing he's faithful mm-hmm. so all of that being said um maybe like a quick update of where we are just right now um we we won't go into it extensively but i think we want to try to recap a little bit of where what our current day-to-day is each time because i know people wonder about that too mm-hmm. so you are how many i'm weeks postpartum you have a i'm like baby. are we counting this post-accident right postpartum? the real quick rundown i had an ectopic pregnancy we already went over that mm-hmm. then i had some health stuff some family stuff my grandpa died abby got in a really bad accident she had a baby these are like the big brief bullet points we're planning the next couple of episodes to like hash out and talk out in more detail uh, but these are these are kind of the major things that were discussing i was in the hospital a bunch of times right some of those were yeah. before when we already have talked about and yeah and there were more after that and so but. i'm currently seven and a half weeks post accident and three and a half weeks post baby yes yes boaz is here we missed the whole end of my pregnancy podcasting yep. any of that we'll, we'll get back to it we'll make sure we fit all that but so and i have found out that i'm expecting again so i am currently six and a half weeks pregnant so that is we're both kind of um I mean, even taking the time to podcast right now really feels like we... Really feels like it was a miracle. Yeah. That it even... That we're... I feel like it was a very We're being intentional to to watch for the opportunities, but we're just having to pray that God provides them. And then, because we can't just have it be our normal Friday night podcasting. Right. Especially when it feels a little bit daunting to know that we have like so much to catch, at least to me. Yeah. It feels like we have so much to catch up on that it's like we need to make it a priority, but it's also like, well, but it it's can't not. Be it can't be like, yes. but there was a random nugget of our kids wanted to watch some Kindles together and... My mother-in-law's in town for a few more days, and Tim's just hanging out with Bo. Yeah. That it felt like, well... And maybe we will be able to get back to our normal Friday nights soon. Yeah. We'll just have to see, but... But we're definitely in a season where Danny's feeling sick. I am... From my accident, I injured my foot, and I'm barely still walking. So, we're both just... And you're also three and a half weeks postpartum right. on top of that. Yes. We're both just not in a season of, like... Like schedules our, and productivity. <laughs> our lives are all smooth flowing and we're getting things done and no. we have all this. Oh, yeah, let's we're fit in some extra podcasting we're time. We're still in, we're in like a survival level. Yeah, of I feel like life. it's a little less survival than. Yes. It feels. There were, there, I remember survival right after my accident. That was like survival. Well, and even like, for me, that came right after when you were having Bo, because I felt like I was just yeah. making it home and mm-hmm. then was like trying to figure yeah. out life for. Mm-hmm. That felt much more survival. I mean, that's where you'd like. You can't even know what you're about to eat for a meal until like, oh no, it's meal time and and I have to feed 15 kids and okay, let's figure this out. So we're not in that level of survival mode, but we're in the like... Not in any sort of groove. making it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's where we are. This is a treat for you and for us maybe. Yeah. Um... 
So we thought that it might be best to just go back to where we kind of had left off with our last podcast. (laughs) I'm curious. I haven't gone back to listen to it. But I remember it saying, feeling optimistic. I, even I the remember, title of no, it. No, I remember saying multiple times, like, so we're just going to get back into the groove of things. <laughs> yeah, I, the what name was of the it title? was Recipes We Love Plus Getting Back on the Bandwagon. Yes, I remember talking about that bandwagon. We and share a bit also we, about no. getting back on the bandwagon of life and being diligent in the hard. We didn't. We not only didn't get on the bandwagon, but we, like, burned the bandwagon to a crisp. Yeah. It's gone. Never to be seen again. There's, like, a new bandwagon that maybe one day will come down the mountain, but right now we can jump on if we're feeling nimble. There's no bandwagon in sight. Uh, (laughs) But we were hopeful. We were really hopeful at that time. Um, So, we, at that point... I was about six or something weeks. I oh, that was right at about a month after I had. It was uh-huh. just at a month after I had had my surgery. I was feeling less anemic, and mm-hmm. you were thirty-one weeks pregnant at that point. And we felt like life was gonna just keep progressing kind of normally for a while. I had a plan to go. We thought the biggest challenge coming up in our life, which felt like a challenge for our friendship and mm-hmm. for for life, felt yes. like that I was supposed to be leaving the day after my birthday on July 10th and going on, on a, a road, road trip. trip for 18 days and not getting right. back until you would be 38 weeks. and a half weeks pregnant. Mm-hmm. And that felt like, wow, she's going to be gone for, like, almost three weeks at the very end of my pregnancy. And that is, like, a really hard and vulnerable time for her to be gone for 18 days at that time. And that would be really challenging. Right. And I understood that as well. But I also couldn't. Yeah. We it was the time that was going to work for my family to go and totally so but I I definitely acknowledged and knew and felt it felt heavy for me to think of like leaving you yeah during that time of your pregnancy as well and I felt like well at least I should hopefully be back in time for her to have her baby even that felt like on the edge but it felt like well she doesn't barely though I know but I I wasn't worried about it at all. But I still felt like there was the, it felt like if we planned to get back when you were not yet 38 weeks, it felt like totally 100% like there's no way. It felt like, yeah. I guess maybe I didn't feel like I was nervous about missing you having your baby but it felt like kind of what you just said it felt like going being gone after you turned 38 weeks felt like I was now crossing the line of like not being here for that end yeah hard part Mm -hmm. where you're having like pajama labor and you're needing those types of things so I felt like I'm like really right in my mind though it was zero I mean for context my last three or Three? Three? Four, three or four? Four. four. Cal, Arrow, Reuben. Three. Three. Yeah. My last three births have been, like, on their due date or, like, the day before. So, it, and those are the only three that I've left totally alone to right. do its own thing. Right. So, it felt like... It's not like you always give birth at 38 weeks. Right. And it I'm, felt yeah. so in, unlikely. Yes. But would. it just felt like I was going to pass yeah. the, like, to into the, like, this is the, like, really... Right. A rough time. So we thought that that was going to be our big challenge. Our big challenge. Um, and instead, that so that weekend of June, we we were we thought we were going to get another podcast in on the 11th, on the eleventh, June eleventh, that Friday night. We had it planned. That was totally our plan for that night right. was to podcast. And then Chip and I went to In and Out that day my kids were dog sitting so we went and grabbed burgers and then took food to my kids for lunch and suddenly that afternoon my stomach just started not doing well and I started having like 
crazy amounts of diarrhea out of nowhere. I was having, it was the strangest diarrhea I've ever had. But this is had, also in the context of like the, the last month and a half. There's, there's been, been like this all these weird stomach, stomach bug where like kids have like thrown up and then everyone's been fine for a little while and then Later it they'll have other a diarrhea. Yes, it was a very like but, six weeks of like But the strangest stuff. part was I had no upset stomach with it at all. Like, I had no... And you had already had the, like, quote-unquote flu that the kids had going around a different time. Right. Like, weeks before. So, I... uh, I had no, like, of the pain or, like, cramping that you normally get with diarrhea at all. Mm -hmm. So, it kind of felt like it was out of nowhere, but I was like, I cannot, I don't think we can podcast tonight. I might we'll be see sick where it again. depends. <laughs> and so we didn't on that Friday night. And then Saturday, for me, it continued for like, I think over four or five mm-hmm. days, I lost like nine pounds. I, anytime I tried to eat, it just like immediately gave you diarrhea. My body was like mm-hmm. rejecting everything. And yeah. We're also trying to figure out, because this is when Abby was still having her gastric attacks, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, is this some, are are we dealing with some sort of, like, parasite instead of, Mm -hmm. like, what is going on? Is this, Right, because our kids were, like, having on and off stuff. Something that is contagious that I got, but it's never been that way before, and. Yeah. And on that Saturday night, I started having another one of my attacks. And I'm having diarrhea. And this was the third attack for me within that month period right and so yeah you couldn't come over to like the last couple last two times that month you helped in some way I either came over and the next one I took you to the hospital and this time you couldn't so we had to call someone else to come over and Tim just took me to the hospital and dropped you off kind of a dropped me off I mean he helped me like get checked in and everything but it was like like horrible levels of diarrhea and I was 32 weeks pregnant. Way more diarrhea. You didn't have as much throwing up. I didn't have as much throwing up, but I had, but it was really bad stomach cramps and like the pain that I normally have with my gastro attacks. And I had, I had such horrible hemorrhoids that developed from being so pregnant and having so much diarrhea. Yeah. And we should have TMI'd this episode, but here we are. I mean, it was bad though. Like, I feel like if people haven't figured out TMI warnings for their whole entire podcast, then. Um, episode 100 they should have figured this out by now it was literally like i wasn't going even like three minutes in between yeah like needing to run back to the bathroom and like have more diarrhea in the hospital and they gave me so like emodium anti-diarrheals fenugrin zofran they gave me so many things to like try to help stop it and then they finally were just like well i'm just gonna give you ivs like we don't know what else to like do for you and at one point your pain had kind of started to subside and you thought you might be getting better i thought it was at the end of my and that was at kind of the end of a shift it was at like 6 30 in the morning on sunday morning so it was like i'm there by myself i kind of had told my nurse like i think it's getting better i hadn't had diarrhea in a little bit and my pain was gone so I think I'm doing okay and so she relayed that to the next like shift change nurse so but by the time they were getting ready to come like the new nurse was getting ready to come back in at like 7 30 my pain came back and my diarrhea was back and it was still horrible but she walked in with like discharge papers and was like all right here you go and I was like oh well this is getting worse and she's like well I mean there's nothing else we can do here let me give you a quick bolus of another IV fluid and and kind of just like set me on my way and I like called him and he had to like wake up kids in the morning and come get me from the hospital and I I then went home and like I forgot about this part what this was something that I wrote down on our calendar when we were going over it, but I, I feel like I'll probably just keep blocking it out of my mind. Oh. <laughs> so at the same time, this whole weekend, we're, we're dog-sitting for my my in-laws, uh-huh. which means my kids are over there all day. So we're, we're having to fit that in while I'm still having diarrhea all the time also. Right. But also, we're also still taking care of our other friend's house. Melissa. Melissa, that they were up in 
staying they've been away at the mountains all summer and for whatever reason they decided (laughs) it was going to be a perfect idea to have to let their broody hen sit on some of the eggs to where they were due to hatch that weekend which happened to be when we were having excessive heat warnings of like 115, 118 <laughs> yes. degrees. It was like the hottest. Mm-hmm. It was hotter at that part of June than it's been yes. for most of July and August. Yeah. For whatever reason. But my kids go down there to collect eggs and they're like, Mom, there's chicks. So I'm like going down trying to figure out what we're supposed to do with these poor chicks that are it's so hot they can't even be under the mother hen they like two of them are already dead (laughs) my kids are like oh there's dead chicks and there's some that are trying to they can't get any water and we don't know what to do so i remember sending abby uh picture of me like soaking in an epsom salt bath with a i had like a rubber made bin next to me in the bathroom uh-huh. with this chicken and it's one chick that had survived in your bathroom in my bathroom with to... me that we were also trying to one of them one had lived and we were trying to like syringe feed it egg yolk <laughs> and that one didn't make it yeah <clears throat> So this is what's also like going on in the midst of Abby dying, coming home from the hospital and me also feeling like I can't even eat and I'm rapidly losing weight Uh is trying to hand syringe feed dead chicks. Yeah. Yeah. So so that Sunday when I got back from the hospital, normally my attacks just end. It's just like an overnight thing. But mine continued all day long that next Sunday. Whether it was an attack or whatever diarrhea I had. Was this a combo? Was this like one of my attacks with a combo of Danny's diarrhea sprinkled in? I don't know. We don't know. Moral of the story is it was horrible and I felt terrible. And was so then Monday I had scheduled an IV. I had scheduled multiple IVs that week because Didn't I we was both. Yes, I had IV. the lady come. Came over to, to see me and give me another IV, and then came to me and gave me one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, my heart rate was also doing some crazy. Like my resting, laying in bed, not doing anything. Heart rate was like one thirties to one nineties. Yeah, like it was like Awful. really, really high, and it was really. Scaring me, and I've had some issues with a high heart rate and other pregnancies, but it was I couldn't I couldn't get out of bed because yeah. it was so bad. Yep. So, over the course of Monday and Tuesday that week, I think the IVs and uh-huh. we started to feel slightly better. By yeah. Wednesday, we were back to feeling like decent. Mm-hmm really actually pretty normal but we had canceled reach group for that wednesday because of days of diarrhea in right <laughs> and but i know we were both back to normal enough that we actually were able to go and visit a friend who did massage on us that evening mm-hmm. which was really nice and yeah i feel like thursday i was feeling pretty like, okay, well, we just lost another week of time, but... Yeah. I was thinking Monday, like, Monday we'll get back to Father's Thursday's Day also when I went and saw a GI doctor to, like, figure... Mm. Try to, like, get established care to... I knew mm. I, I... I've known I need to get, like, an endoscopy or colonoscopy for a long time, but I'm always either pregnant or nursing, and so there's always, like, this small window in which I could even do it. And right. so we, I like established care with the GI doctor, knowing that he couldn't do it then because I'm pregnant, but that I would meet him, tell him everything that's going on, and that we would have a plan that I would call him in August to schedule after I had the baby getting the endoscopy and colonoscopy done. Yes. Which is September 6th. Yeah, 7th. you've stayed right on top of that. So. So. Then also, Friday. at this point in time. So I was almost seven weeks past my surgery. I was feeling frustrated during that time with 
how long it was feeling like it was taking my body to get back into any sort of, I was having like different times of spotting and different things, but I just wanted to get on with Mm -hmm. things. Right. But I woke up on Friday the 18th, which was Chip's and my 16th anniversary. We had planned to have like a special breakfast with the kids and we were maybe going to go out to lunch before he had to go to work and I woke up that morning and my brother had tried to call me. He was in Michigan visiting my parents. So as soon as I saw that my brother, I I think I woke up at like 7.30 and he had tried to call me like two hours before that, like 5.30 our time. And so I knew he wouldn't just, I I don't talk to my brother on the phone ever. Mm -hmm. It's not, not that we don't love each other. We just don't ever talk on the phone. So seeing his name at all, I knew immediately that something had happened to someone. Um, And so I called him back and he let me know that my grandpa had passed away in his sleep that night. I mean, not necessarily in his sleep. He had a a huge cardiac event in the middle of the night. Um, He was not even like in his bed. He was like on the floor, but he still had a CPAP hooked up and stuff that he sleeps with. So no, it was in the middle of the night after he'd gone to bed. And we know that the medical people said it was like less than five minutes from the start to when he would have died. Um, but it was really unexpected. Um, he was 90, but he was totally still living normally on his own. Um, my brother had, and my mom had just, they had taken him dinner that night. He'd had a burger and coleslaw and just, it wasn't on anybody's radar. It wasn't like he was doing badly and, Mm -hmm. um, it was in any way expected. And this was the grandpa that we were planning to go and see when we left, we're going to be leaving three weeks later. Mm -hmm. Um, so I also woke up to my period starting that morning, which this was your first period. This is the first period since my surgery. Um, which obviously I was thankful to be like having my body do something, but it just was kind of a sucky combination to like mm-hmm. have the physical feelings of that not always feeling great mm-hmm. and the hormones that come with that on top of the emotions of losing my grandpa and feeling like it's ruining this day that is supposed to be like this happy day with the kids of we always call it our anniversary our family birthday and you know so that whole morning we had like like special things planned to do as our family and I was immediately thrown into grieving and Mm um obviously my whole family was sad my kids were sad but it was it was different for Mm -hmm. them than for me and so felt frustrating to just feel like I needed to lock myself in my room and take an hour-long shower and things and feel like I'm messing up the day when wasn't really any... The circumstances weren't in my control. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was definitely just, like, a really hard day. And it immediately threw us, my whole family, my parents, and and Chip and I into trying to figure out what that meant as far as when my grandpa's funeral would be and if we would be able to go to it or not and how that was all going to happen. My parents were telling us that if we figured out tickets and we figured out a way to come, not to worry about the cost, and we would, we would get it all figured out, but just to spend time praying about it. And it just... It, it just is one of those things that suddenly comes up and takes a lot of like mental energy mm-hmm. and you're looking up all sorts of 
plane ticket options and yeah. you're trying to think through like should I be should we all be trying to go should I just be trying to go should I be trying to go with our older kids should I be how many days should I be trying to be gone for how should Chip's work schedule look all while also still trying to figure out and be ready to leave to go on the road trip in just a couple of weeks mm-hmm. um, so I feel like that weekend was just sort of exhausting that way I don't even remember that was also Father's Day weekend you I remember you did things with your dad on that Saturday right mm-hmm. um so you and I didn't really see each other very much that weekend mm-hmm. um yeah you came over on Sunday after I talked to my parents mm-hmm. so basically Chip and I talked a lot we looked at a lot of different options on that Saturday and I had this like crazy kept coming back to this thought of like what if we just leave and drive sooner Uh, what how could that work would that look like it would work better but I thought Chip would be like no I'm not gonna do that he I knew he was gonna stuff to work for the two weeks he wouldn't either that or we would have to move our whole trip up which we could also do but it felt like if we did that we were gonna miss time my sister and her family were gonna be there later at the end of July that we had hoped to overlap and be there together so we would essentially be missing that if we moved our trip up completely so we came up with a plan on Sunday Father's Day that we would leave that Thursday, drive to Michigan. My grandpa's funeral would be that following Monday. Chip would leave on Tuesday, and then he'd fly home. He'd Tuesday. fly, yeah. He would fly home on that Tuesday. He would work essentially 10, 10 straight shifts for getting his two weeks in, and he would come back the day before we were originally supposed to leave on the trip and fly back and then that would be like now the start of our road trip time yeah road trip time even though we would just already be there right um my parents agreed to that which was a big thing because Mm -hmm. it's me bringing nine kids and chip not being there for almost two weeks of it and being there for five weeks instead of right and being at my parents house this whole time and this is you know my mom is trying to sort out all the details of handling everything of my grandpa dying and so it's not like they're in one of like just a normal right place but they agreed that that sounded reasonable it saved thousands and thousands of dollars um, by not having us have plane tickets and not having to rent a vehicle large enough or rent two vehicles and both be driving everywhere yeah but it also meant deciding on sunday that we were leaving for over a month to be gone for over a month in in a few days a few days yeah um during the weeks that I still was thinking in my head, I had time to be finishing up certain school stuff with my kids. And yeah, and like just figuring out because at this point, too, your shuttle bus was in the shop and you guys were hoping you'd get your shuttle bus back to take that on the road trip. But at this point, it now was like we now you sure knew you were, ha- we were going to have to take your van and have yes. to figure out ways in which to fit everyone in your van and all your stuff in your van. Right. We had done the trip in our van three years before one less kid with one less kid and we also made the really crazy decision to take our dogs with us so that nobody would have to be watching them which I feel like I'm just right now realizing like I feel like I'm gonna get all teary even though it would have been fine but I feel like you guys would have been the ones taking care of our dogs yeah. and we wouldn't have just been that able to. detail of like that we didn't have to figure some someone else yeah. and something else sounds stupid but yeah it just we had our dogs with us so but it meant just figuring out more of those types of things so that was kind of leading up to our trip we left on June 24th. I remember though you coming over on, on that 20th, Sunday yeah. to tell me this and feeling like it was one of the I think I don't know if you it was one of the worst conversations I felt like I had to have with you ever. Like yeah, I hated it. Um 
it felt like everything about the whole thing made sense and I was getting green flags from everyone and everywhere and it felt like God was like this is what you're doing mm-hmm. but it felt like the one hold up felt like but I can't like I can't go right now like I already like, this was already gonna be hard enough I was already gonna have to be gone for two and a half weeks at the end of her pregnancy like I can't just tell her now that I'm just leaving on Thursday but yeah it felt really clear that that's what I had to do and honestly like it felt when you came to have that conversation with me if you would have asked me how I would have felt about it in different contexts I feel like I would have had a totally different answer but it it the Lord just immediately like the peace that surpasses all understanding yeah like I felt totally like this is exactly what you need to do and I felt like the Lord is like it's okay like I I feel like my biggest struggle in a lot of like all of it was just that like God continuing to be like you don't need Danny you need me like you don't need Danny at the end of your pregnancy like I'm gonna provide for you I'm gonna show you that I'm the one that you depend on. You don't depend on Danny for the end of your pregnancy. And that just kept being like the theme of, and that was the theme that he was already working on in me when I knew you were going to be gone for those two and a half weeks. That It was like, as soon as you said that, he was just like, in this too. Like, these extra weeks too will be fine. Obviously, at that time, I had no idea what was to come of like how much I would have thought I really would have like not been able to like go through this such a hard season okay, without yeah. you but it also felt like he just continued to to the weeks the days leading up to you leaving in that first week, week or so that you were gone it, it just continued to be I feel like I cried more during that time than like ever of just but it was more of like a it was it was a mourning over like my sin and the ways of which I had depended on you and not in God and God just revealing that to me and you know when he just ever so gently but painfully reveals those sins to you that it just feels so crushing but yet you know he's being so gracious and like this is how he's gently revealing it to you but I just felt like I was really sad about you being gone but I also felt like God was like revealing sin in my heart that like needed to be revealed and and it just felt like even before you left there was just this change in our relationship and our in our friendship that was already taking place that it just felt this was just going to like continue on with that and um but I kept saying this is what needs to happen for not only for like you but also for me like it felt like God was trying to reveal to me these ways in which like I had depended on you too much but almost feel like he needed to like just remove you and I and not just like because I feel like before you left you were still there physically but you were I was like emotionally removed and Yes. It was really hard because it wasn't where I, it wasn't how I wanted to be being. It wasn't, I knew it wasn't normal, my normal. I felt guilty in some ways of that I couldn't just be normal. Mm -hmm. Um, We both knew that, like, you wanted to be doing things to help me be normal, but there was nothing that you could do to help me be normal. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, these were, like, massive circumstances God was bringing to create this change, to create these circumstances. Like, Mm -hmm. it was understandable that I couldn't just be my normal self when I'm going through the physical and emotional, like, losses and changes and everything going on. Mm -hmm. But it didn't make it easy for either of us of... But it was so clearly like God did this. It's not like it just out of nowhere one day with no rhyme or reason, I just started being distant. And it was just because our friendship, like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not like there was no thing we could point to. Yeah. We had like very, very tangible things Mm -hmm. we could point to the whole time of, and even to 
actually remove me. Like, I, we've talked about, like, the drastic, like, the fact that my grandpa had to die and it had to be, like, a big enough thing. It's not like we were just like, oh, we want to move our vacation up because we just want to be gone longer. Right. Like, yeah, it felt like these enormous things that there was, like, no... Mm-hmm working around to have it be any different. And also, I mean, just the ways in which God was already I don't know that distancing is the right word, but already changing our friendship before you left. He he was distancing us and it wasn't in a comfortable way and it wasn't what Because you were going through everything that you were going through, but I was also, like, physically going through the hardest pregnancy of my life and going through a lot of things that, like, in other, like, hardships that in other scenarios, like, you would have been the person that I was going to in in that hardness. And I think that, that that's what I mean by, like, what God was, like, showing me is that, like... Right. Because it wasn't like I was just normal either. Right. Like, I was also really struggling through life right. and through my pregnancy and how I was feeling physically that it, he was already using that before you even left physically. Right. Um, to convict me of and challenge me. And so it was like, as soon as you said you were leaving, there, there was sadness in those days up until you left, but there was almost relief after you left. And I don't mean that in like a rude way, like a so glad you got out of here. But there was like once you left it just felt like, okay, like now there's like no... there's no option. And you know, we spent a lot of time like talking through like what we would want that time to look like as our family because we hadn't had our own Right. The Johnsons were family. also still gone. Yes, yeah, so it was so... just us and it was like hadn't been just us in our house in five years since we've lived here and Obviously, it didn't look anything like we had planned for it to look, but I had thought a lot about and prayed a lot about how I really wanted to use the time to, like, get to know new people at church and get to know other, like, deep in other friendships and... And there was definitely an element for me knowing that, I mean, you definitely told me that that was one of the things you were feeling like you needed to do and... I would be lying if I didn't say that there was an element of like needing to almost just not know what you were doing. Uh, the The first week that we were gone on our trip, just, uh, I mean, it's not super easy. Like we talked some while we were actually driving the first three days. Mm-hmm. But logistics of, like, it's amazing right. how, if anybody's ever been on a road trip with a lot of kids, it's amazing how busy you stay sitting in the car. Yeah. Like, getting snacks, figuring out where the next stop is going to be, right. like, and even figuring just, like, out having... what music you need, and then talking, yeah. like, hanging out with Chip, who's right there, and, like, yeah, you don't want to just be, like, preoccupied talking to other people the whole time when you are there with your family, but... I mean, really, a lot of time gets taken up figuring out, like, where do we think we're going to be by tonight? And we need to figure out a hotel. And, I mean, yeah. that sometimes would take me an hour and a half. And right. So we we I, we would talk a little bit, but mostly you were getting updates just through my generic, like, me updating through my Facebook story. on stories, yeah. yeah. Um, and then as soon as we were there, literally, we got there Sunday afternoon and my grandpa's viewing was Sunday evening and then mm-hmm. the funeral was all day Monday and then Chip was leaving Tuesday and then my sister was leaving on Wednesday. So it felt like we there there weren't days for me. It wasn't just like sitting and hanging around that I could just call Abby and right. talk to her for an hour. But there was a part of me that was kind of glad because the selfish and jealous part of me like didn't want you to be making other friends like I want to be your best friend I don't want I don't want to know what fun things you're doing with everybody else like I I do I know that the right answer is that this is a good thing and you need to be meeting other people and yeah but there was a part that was like I don't want to be missing out on that stuff like we had talked for a long time about the tie-dyeing stuff which Mm -hmm. comes in later too but I knew you would ask me even like you specifically said, is that going to be too hard for you if I do this? And I wanted you to and I thought felt like it was a good thing for you to do. And 
Um, I think especially knowing... To do this, she means... To do a tie-dyeing. Have some people over to do some tie-dyeing, which we had talked about doing for a long time. Like, And really, we had talked about doing it, I think, even before... I mean, for months, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. So there was an element where it wasn't hard for me in the sense that I knew that one of the main things you wanted to do was tie-dye onesies for your baby. And that after I had found out I was pregnant, I had envisioned us getting to do that together Mm -hmm. for our babies. Mm -hmm. And so after going through the topic, it felt like in some sense there was a little bit of a relief of I didn't want to not have you do those things and have you have that joy and I really want I mean there's so much of the last few months even um, where I hate that my my grief and your joy are, are intertwining as much as they are like it's been really hard for both of us to know how to handle that and not because we don't want to do it well. I think we both really want to do it well. But it's like to have to walk alongside someone in like their largest grief when you're experiencing a huge joy of like the same thing. Like your loss of a baby while I'm about to welcome baby at very similar times was really hard to know how to like walk through that. Like and like what wanting pra- to be sad practically with you. Practically how to not have my grief squash your joy and hinder you from doing things to be celebrating and knowing that sometimes it was and and not I feel like I really struggled with like feeling guilty over any time I was like preparing to meet Bo or preparing something like and so there there was a level of like you being gone like that 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 week after you left was a week where I felt the best physically I had felt the entire pregnancy it only lasted one week but it was a week that I got the nursery painted I got freezer meals done I got so much done in that week and you got to have people come over and do some of that stuff with you and be excited with you and not feel like you have to be guarding yourself from that excitement Mm -hmm. I feel like you got to do some of that with Graceland and yeah and we had some different like Matt and Beth were staying at the Johnson's and so we got to have them over a few times for dinner and we just it it just felt like a very productive week in a week of like kind of a new normal of just a new like situation without you guys next door or the Johnsons and it felt really weird but uh, I don't know it just but it felt okay yeah it felt like I wasn't feeling guilty for painting my nursery because it would have felt too hard or weird to do that knowing you're next door to have someone come over and do that with me but it felt like you couldn't come over and do that with me that or if I did like you would do it for me but it felt like it would be more painful for you and and so we both like I wanted to push my pain aside to be like experiencing your joy with you but you felt guilty and like yeah I I wanted to like push aside you wanted to like protect me from my pain right and by like not and it feels like our lives have been so is so are so intertwined that the only way for that to be okay is if you were gone physically gone like and that's just what was so hard and i i remember telling tim that i felt like like i felt so like guilty over feeling like i lost my best friend because I almost really did lose you, and I could have lost you, but you were still there, but you were not there at the same time, and just, like, the struggle through all of that and feeling guilty that, like, I was, like, sitting there with you when you were, like, in your bathtub thinking you're miscarrying as, like, I'm just sitting there, like, feeling my baby kick and feeling, like... Why, why is this, why? Like, why am I having a baby move in my belly while you're, like, working and crying and agonizing over, like, trying to deliver yours and just... But at the same time, like, I I didn't want anyone else there with me. Yeah. And God has, like, made our friendship close enough that, right, that, like, that these were incredibly difficult circumstances and we both knew them we both were acknowledging them right but it it still was just really really hard for both of us because neither of us could take away 
our own parts of it. How we were experiencing it. Right. But also we couldn't take away the fact that our lives are, like, that we are best friends and we live next door and our lives are so intertwined that there's no way to, like, suddenly pretend like that's not. Right. So, it, I was, um, we really just, it was, it was, I mean, I feel like there have been other times where one of us goes out of town where we don't talk very much. It's not, like, completely yeah. abnormal. Like, you've gone on vacations before, and we might text here and there, and it's... it's We always say that when somebody leaves... I think this was another thing that I knew was really hard when I had to come over to tell you I was leaving. Because when somebody leaves, it's always harder for... It's always harder for the person who stays home in the sense of... The person who leaves is doing something different. You're in a different group. Right. You're yeah. you're out of like what is normal anyway. And so you're not just missing the other person being there. Right. Um so but the person know. who stays, they're still in their normal life. In their normal in their life normal that normally life. is like meals together and playtime and aspects right. that it's their kids and their life that is like missing pieces of it. Right. Yeah. Where it's not like I expect Abby to be on every vacation I go on and that right. it's like we're not having her there. It's not weird at all to not have somebody mm-hmm. on your vacation with you because right. so yeah, that gets us pretty much through. That was right at the point um, Chip had left to come back. He had come back to Arizona on that Tuesday night, and mm-hmm. and Tim Tim spent some time with Chip that like for a few days. They Wednesday did Wednesday and Thursday together, and yeah. So I think that this is like a. This is where we, we kind of mapped out what we felt like we could fit into episodes. And yeah. Then Friday is my car accident. So we'll yes. get into so that we'll, whole scenario. Yeah, we'll... When we do the next episode. But, um, yeah. It just was a really... So at that point, though, you're finding a little bit of a new normal it feels like relief in some ways but still sad in some ways Mm -hmm. I feel guilty for being gone but also like I have no choice so I just need to not feel guilty for being gone because I just have to but it just I think it just kept feeling like this is what's supposed to be like yes it's hard and there's sadness to it but it just felt like there was just this like piece that was like this is what is supposed to be you don't need to know why and and I think after struggling through the like month before in our friendship Uh of like how do we practically like rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep at the same at the same time time while living next door where it's like we can still do that with some distance between us in a much better way Mm -hmm. um i mean and there was the emotional aspects of that that was distancing us but there was also just the physical limitations for that month that were distancing us mm-hmm. of I didn't have the normal energy I have you didn't have right. the normal energy you yes, have we had sure. sick kids mm-hmm. and so we're trying to like stay away from each other while kids are throwing up and I mean the distancing that happened there again was right. so much many levels of that and so much God putting circumstances right. into place that there was really no uh, working around it it wasn't like if we just try harder mm-hmm. or I, I don't know it it just was a really strange time yeah and yeah it really was well, look at that all right so there's anything to add to that part one of interesting 2021 we're quickly getting through. Yes. So, next episode we'll talk about car accident and then post car accident stuff. Yeah, we've we've kind of broken it out into we think it will be four 
This is the first of four. This is kind of the leading up. And then we have the car accident time. And then we have kind of like Bo's birth story and how Abby was kind of everything from her perspective with some of mine thrown in but then also another we'll see either it'll be one really long episode of me also but probably there was a lot of there was a lot you were going through when I was going going through having a baby at the same time and then finding out that I was pregnant Mm -hmm. so probably we'll break up Bo's birth story and more Abby's perspective and then my perspective and finding out about this baby Mm -hmm. as like episodes three and four yeah so so we'll see when those get done and maybe we'll be back to just normal weekly podcasts (laughs) hopefully there won't be any other major (laughs) things to need to hash out yeah but we do hope that this blesses you guys and that we can really just encourage and um i think as we get into the time of the accident and after that hopefully we can be sharing a lot of the little details of how god provided in in little ways and um in big ways and we really i mean if you think of us when you're listening to this just be praying for us to know how to be faithful and communicating about these things we want to be giving god glory in them and encouraging people um i'll probably bring this up in other times but i know one of the biggest things that i've kind of an overall conviction lesson thing that I've learned over all of this time is that it's really easy for me to look at think about hard things happening or scary things happening or overwhelming things happening and wondering how I will get through them and knowing that the right answer is like well God will be there God will take care of us but not allowing myself to imagine the fact that his provision and his peace and his caring for us is so much bigger than even the worst things I can imagine. Mm -hmm. So even much bigger, worse things than, I mean, when I, when I like watch a documentary on the Holocaust and I think about what people went through, Mm -hmm. it's, it leaves me so often with this feeling of I don't know how a person can survive through that, like how mm-hmm. they can live through that. But I just was really convicted and feeling like, well, but I never allow myself to imagine that God really, him, his presence, his being there, his care in that is bigger than those mm-hmm. horrible things I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's true even as we pray for our Christian brothers and sisters around the world in Afghanistan right now. And there are times, you know, to be praying that God's presence is with them so fully and that he really can provide that peace. And I Mm -hmm. think he's just used, these feel like little, they feel like little things to me. Yeah. Like they've, they've been hard. Um, Don't get me wrong. Like they've been, Mm -hmm. they've been big life interrupting things as far as our normal day to day. But it feels like God's done it so gently, yeah. But just gotten my attention. So I feel like this is a theme. Theme I'll probably bring up again, but that I just feel like is one of the main things that I've felt convicted to share in all of it is to not sell God short on who He is and how mm-hmm. much He's capable of mm-hmm. in the midst of when when things seem like they could be really bad. Mm-hmm. So. And I think I immediately, my mind immediately goes to, like, the ways in which he's, like, able to provide in, like, big aspects. And then I think the thing that he's been, like, teaching me over and over through these different trials have just been, like, also these, like, really small 
seemingly insignificant details that he also like sees and knows and so it's not just that he's like so powerful and so capable but he's like an intimate father who loves us and who who cares about us from like those small emotional things too right it's not just like he's gonna provide for food and some clothing which he will yes for sure but But that he also cares about the little desires of our heart and right and knows those things and Mm -hmm. knows us intimately and can can do those things also and right yeah when he doesn't need to right yep so I'm sure we'll have stories of that. Some of them we've already shared, but they're worth sharing again. And yeah. So, anyway. All right. Bye.